When it comes to saving you money on tires, nobody does it better than Big O Tires. Like saving you up to $120 on select sets of Goodyear, Yokohama, Pirelli, and Continental tires now through November 3rd. That's $70 off instantly, plus up to $50 back by mail-in rebate when you purchase using your Big O Tires card. Hurry into Big O Tires and see how much you can save. Big O Tires, the team you trust. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. Nothing short of winning the AFC Championship will wipe away the disappointment of last season's ending for the Chiefs. But on Sunday, they got a measure of revenge on the team that knocked them from the playoffs, the New England Patriots. The Chiefs won in Foxborough 23-16, and the stars Herbie Teope, Vahe Gregorian, Sam McDowell, and Sam Mellinger talked about it from the Gillette Stadium press box after the game on Facebook Live, now presented as a Sportsbeat KC podcast. It's Monday, December 9th. And I'm your host, Blair Kirkhoff. The reporters on the scene discussed the ever-improving Chiefs defense, Patrick Mahomes' hand injury, and the issue with the missing equipment before the game and several other topics. Welcome to this edition of Red Zone Extra Live from Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, where the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the New England Patriots 23-16. to I'm joined on the panel here by Sam McDowell. Kidding, Sam Mellinger. <laughs> To his right, Sam McDowell, and to my immediate left is our esteemed columnist, Vahe Gregorian. I'm Herbie Teope. A lot to dissect here, gentlemen. Uh, the Chiefs, obviously, with this win, four straight AFC division title, did it against a Patriots team that a lot of people are wondering what in the world is going on with them. Uh, some takeaways here, Patrick Mahomes, hurt hand. I know Andy Reid said after the game that he had an x-ray, but there's some of the takeaways that I know that we, we rejoiced watching was the defense. And I know you wrote about that, Vahe. What about this defense stood out to you? Well, look, they, they made plays at critical times, first of all, right? We, we can start with the last play of the game. Um, a, a, a clean uh, swat away by uh, Breland that uh, uh, needed to be clean because you never know what's going to get called here where the, where the, where the phones don't work. Um, especially today. Especially today. <laughs> And you know where the equipment almost didn't work today, um, but but the, the real pivotal time to me was that first half. There, were, there was a sequence of four straight series when uh, the Chiefs were already down seven nothing, and Patrick Mahomes threw an interception early. Chiefs come up with a three and out, then they come up with a blocked field goal, then they come up with an interception, then they come up with a stop on downs, uh, fourth and seventh stop, and next thing you know they're going into halftime leading twenty to seven, and the game was was kind of won there. I mean it could have been lost in the second half, but. Um, the defense did enough in the second half, too. The only other Patriots touchdown came when the, uh, uh, they took over at the 19-yard line after a blocked Dustin Colquitt punt. So, you know, the reason I ended up writing about it was also that, that this was the defense that was dismantled after the last time they played the Patriots. And you would, I think, say that this chapter was a successful chapter and why they did that. Um, the ultimate questions, of course, are ahead. And, the playoffs either against the Patriots or anybody else, right? That's how we're going to define this team. And Sam, I know you've written about the defense in depth over the last couple of weeks, especially what they did starting with the Los Angeles Chargers of Mexico City. And then you, you believe that they've turned the corner. What, what did you see with them this time around? Um, a lot. I mean, it was, it was more like a continuation of what they've been doing, but just sort of validated against a quality opponent, you know? And I know the, the Patriots' office isn't what it's been the last couple of years. But it's still top half of the league 
As is, by the way, the Raiders and the Chargers offenses are both, you know, at least DVOA, top half of the league. Uh, I, I thought they created problems up front, which has been a real challenge against the Patriots because they get the ball out so quick. They, they, they were uh, getting pressure up the middle, which is, you know, sort of the, the kryptonite um, on Brady. And, and the secondary has been really, yeah, really, great. really good. I mean, they got called for too many penalties today, but... Um, you know, made interceptions. Uh, you know, Breland's play in the end zone that we just talked about. His interception was brilliant too. It was great. Um, and I heard on the broadcast he did not get credit for it. That they yeah, they acted he like he beat, just got juked into the interception. But yeah, that's he, not what happened. He juked Brady into that interception. Yeah. Ooh. it's yeah. kind of like it was kind of funny because remember we were sitting next to me and I was like, it looked like he baited him into that Which throw. Which is exactly what happened. Yeah. It's a second straight week that we've seen a play made by the secondary that nobody in the secondary could make last year. Which yeah. is last week. Tyron Matthew baited Derek Carr into thinking he was going to continue on with his guy up the middle, but he knew Juan Thornhill was going to be there, so he jumps off his own route man-to-man to go get the interception, and that's what Breland did today. They were in a cover three zone, and he bumped Edelman to make Brady think it was man-to-man and then floated and got the interception. And then, like like you guys all mentioned, I mean, Breland in the last play of the game, which, I mean, Vahe and I were both in the scrum talking to him, and he told me he, he knew what route was coming. And we've got guys all of a sudden in this secondary that, that we talk to all the time that are telling us stuff that's intel based on film. <laughs> I don't know how many times we had those conversations uh, with guys last well, year. Well, I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you the exact number. And what is that Zero. exact number, Sam? Zero. But also, that, but also that intel based on film was such intel that they were sort of eager to shut it down around you. I think I yeah, don't know if you talk, wrote about that yet. Uh, not but, uh, yet, but yeah. I, I talked to Tyron Matthew and, and Kendall Fuller did say, hey, hey we, 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 play, <laughs> we play these guys. We could play these guys again this year. So, um, But I think it's going to probably show up on the Patriots film that they knew something was coming here, and, and they did. Speaking of knowing something was coming here, what about the equipment? <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of flurry of activity, plenty of flurry activity before the game started. And, and Sam, I know you, you had mentioned – after the game or even after we got back up here into the press box, you had mentioned you had heard some stuff downstairs of what exactly happened with the equipment snafu. So t- take us through that, if, if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, uh, would, we, would we add up 35 guys that didn't have their equipment? They just, uh, so the, the plane brought everything here, but they didn't unload everything. So it, it continued on to New Jersey, right? Yep. And so they had to... What, I, I don't know how the, I, mean, I know it was ground transportation to, to get it over here, but Patrick Mahomes said he was one of the guys, so he didn't have anything. He didn't have his cleats, didn't have the hoodie that we always see him warm up in, uh, the tights and the sweats that he always warms up, warms up in. And uh, that, for the initial warm ups, like, I mean, just to, viewers probably don't know this, they go out and, and kind of get in their initial routine. It's more on their own, and then they have the team warm ups later. And by that time, the equipment had come. but. Um, I mean, everyone's kind of going based on borrowed wardrobes at that point. Now, they do carry extra stuff just in case this happens, which I guess the humorous part in that was somehow the extra stuff made it here. <laughs> the real stuff didn't make it, but somehow somehow the just-in-case stuff did, I guess. So. I was wondering if they like, mistakenly brought in those AFC West Championship T-shirts. And, and won <laughs> I was shocked that those made it as well, yeah. <laughs> like, what are they doing here? They could have to just wear those for uniforms, the AFC West champions as they're playing. And, and just so the viewers are, are, are clear on this, this the, the Patriots had nothing to do with the shipment <laughs> from Kansas City to here and then ending up in, in Foxborough. This was all the Chiefs, correct? Reed yeah, did this say, was the yeah, Chiefs. And Reed said it was the first time, he goes, it's the first time in how many ever years I've been coaching that it's happened. 
So this this is an unusual unusual occurrence. <laughs> but I mean, I think it was interesting because I know Sam Ellinger tweeted out it's, it's just kind of like leaving your or your luggage gets rerouted somewhere. That's that's kind of like what happened in or you leaving your computer. Well, look, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not here to throw stones. All right, I'm not here to throw stones. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> no, what was that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, the, the thing I that would have been Alan interesting pain. would have been well, two things. One, I think Blair Kirkhoff, uh, one of our executive producers back home, was uh, wondering what would have happened if it were a noon game or one o'clock game. Yeah. Here. That might have been more problematic. Maybe the Chiefs would have been on the schedule that they had the same discovery earlier. And But, yeah. you know, you still, that's a compressed time frame in the morning. and. It still required a police escort to get in here. Uh, that's my favorite part of the story. <laughs> yeah, I really <laughs> the, wish we could like have Like a bunch of helmets got a police We're, escort. <laughs> if we had a drone with us to, to go over that, just, just bring uh, that, that uh, cargo fans, in. Fans are just waiting outside to see who's in there, but it's just, just a bunch of bags. <laughs> a ghost ship coming in. Um, but the other question is, and it's a reasonable question to ask, had it not gotten here, I mean, the talk was it could be subject to forfeit. I say no way that was going to happen. It, I think they play an hour late before they do that. Um, but it would be interesting to go through the dynamics of that. Like, did the Patriots have a say in that? They have to acquiesce to delaying the start of the game? They just say, no, we want the win? I, I mean, think I, they'd want the win. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting to know, right? After what happened today, yeah, I think you, you absolutely would take the win. But <laughs> going back to your point on the Patriots, we've all covered the league for a while. What is wrong with this team? Let's start with you first, Sam. What is wrong with well, the Patriots today? I don't know. I mean, um, well, let's let's do the headline, right? They're they're still what ten and three. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're still in a good spot to still get a bye. Still the two seed. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, I think like offensively is the biggest the biggest problem right now, and um, some of that is Brady being forty two. Yes. Um, uh, not he was never agile, um, but now he's less so. Uh, he used to have a really good deep ball. I don't think he has like the the velocity, you know, the the distance, um, and and I think the other part of it, um, he's always had a really good offensive line, or usually had a really good offensive line. That's not there anymore, and um, he's always had playmakers. You know, uh, I, I think some of this myth, I think, around Brady's been like, no matter who it is, he'll just turn them into guys. Well, now like that's not showing up, and I think we're seeing that that's never been. Right? You know, like Rob Gronkowski made a huge difference. I mean, he was just an un coverable guy. I mean, just a unique talent, um, just a beast, you know, blocking for in, in the run game and just, you cannot account for him. We've seen the Chiefs try and fail many times to, to account for him. And now they've got Julian Edelman, um, who's really good, and they've got James White out of the backfield. But other than that, they got nothing. And, and I think we talked about this earlier in the week, right? Like NFL teams, especially the Patriots, will never tell you anything verbally, but they'll tell you a hell of a lot with what they do. And a team that brings in Josh Gordon, um, a team that uh, you know makes the trade for Antonio Brown, and you know, and then another trade for Muhammad Sanu. I think they're, they're telling you that they don't have playmakers, that they need that, that they need need that support, and they don't have it. What, what about you, Sam? Is this a game that if the Chiefs meet the Patriots again in the playoffs, because Clark Hunt mentioned that specifically that he believes that they will see the Patriots again in the playoffs. How much does this game here, the way they beat the Patriots in Foxborough, give the Chiefs that kind of confidence when they, if they do face them again in yeah, the postseason? That's yeah, a good question because, I mean, the, right now they would face them again, right? Three versus two seed if the Chiefs would advance past that first game. So 
Um, to me, though, today said more about the Patriots than it did the Chiefs. And I know that aspect of it is probably important for the Chiefs, mentally aspect, knowing they can come in here and win if they do it again. Although, to me, when you lose by the, on the last play of the game twice last year, you already knew you could beat this team. So I, I didn't think that was a big hurdle they had to get over unless they just got drilled today. Obviously, that didn't happen. But, I mean, the Patriots have lost, and, and Sam and I were talking about this during the game, they've now lost to the Texans, Ravens, and Chiefs in the last month and a half. So if you're, if you're the Patriots, how are you feeling about uh, about yourselves, right? You've lost to three teams in the AFC, probably the next three best teams. So um, I, I know a lot of times in the past there's sort of been questions about is the dynasty over. To me, though, the, that team I saw today isn't a Super Bowl contender. One, one quick point on that. Um, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, one of, I think, all of our favorite people to talk to, um, we started talking about a bunch of different things. I said, are, are they still the team to beat? And he kind of like pause and he's like ah he's like I don't basically said like I don't want to disrespect them but I think everybody knew that that record they had in the first half of the, in the first half of the season the schedule was going to get a lot tougher and yeah. that's showing up I think you know look they're, they're still the champs and all that um, but I think there is a feeling that maybe not like changing of the guard like you still have to beat them in the playoffs right but um, some of us thought that it was like the Chiefs and Patriots and just a bunch of other guys named Fred right and, and now I think if nothing else, we're seeing that there's four teams that are sort of worthy of winning the AFC. One thing, just to add to a little bit to some of these things, the, the defensive numbers were really skewed. Obviously now more and more so it's evident that skewed by the schedule. They, in the Patriots' 10 wins, they gave up no more than 14 points. In the three losses to the Chiefs, Ravens, and, and Texans, they've given up uh, I think a minimum of I think the twenty lows. Yeah. Low, yeah. So it's it's a different kind of thing. And then one of the things I, I didn't end up mentioning this in the article kind of on the defense where it probably would have been a good fit, but um I didn't mention the numbers specifically, but seventy two of the Patriot yards came today. Uh seventy two of their two seventy eight yards today came on trick plays. Yeah. Those, yeah. those were their only point. two plays longer than nineteen yards. So one was 37 and one was 35. Breland says something about that, partially because he was the guy that got beat on both trick plays. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he said, you know, they had they basically had to use trick plays to. But I think to, that's to the implication. Yeah, right? they, they, had, they had a period of six drives today, where they had 30 plays in those six drives and had 95, 95, 95 yeah. yards. Yeah. And they were averaging less than three yards a play over the middle over the middle of the game. So you put those two things together, and and you do think this is you know, a vulnerable Patriots team. But again, we go back to that, you know, what's going to happen in the postseason and, and uh, believe it when you see it. But I, I do think the Ravens right now are the team to beat. Yeah, yeah. I do too. It's, it's, it's different for the Chiefs, though, because they, they come in to, I mean, for years and years, this team winning a division title would have been gigantic. Yeah. And now it's just kind of an afterthought. I know they had the hats and T-shirts, but Herbie, I know you talked to a lot of guys about that part specifically. <laughs> I'm wondering just how they handled. Well, I can tell you how Frank Clark handled. Division. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, how did Frank Clark yeah. handle it? I mean, we're after dark, right? We're after dark. <laughs> it don't mean shit. <laughs> and and you know what? And the wording on the T-shirt pretty much said that too. The West is not enough. Mm -hmm. And you know, the players I talked to all basically said the same thing because there is unfinished business. You know, they, they have their eye on potentially, hopefully, with three games left, they can make a run for the number one seed uh, or the number two seeds, guarantee themselves a bye week. They, the, the players I also talked to, they tasted that AFC West, or excuse me, the AFC championship game last year, one step away from 
the Super Bowl, and, and that's that's where their eye is. You know, yeah. okay, so we won the ASC West. It's a it's a major accomplishment, you know, because you always want to go into a season winning a division title, but at the same time, at what point does the division title? Okay, we we want more than just the division yeah. title, and that's what the players are saying. They they want more. It's amazing how many of those guys, when you kind of went through the locker room, though, and I'm sure this hit Vahe more than the rest of us based on what you wrote about, just weren't here last year and part of that, though. <laughs> yeah. But some of those guys that still think, the way they talk, they still felt it based on being teammates with the guys who went through yeah, that Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that's a really interesting observation. I mean, they're, they're talking as if they were here last year, even though they weren't. They feel where they were. Tyron Matthew was one of the first to sort of express it that way. You know, he was talking in terms of, that AFC championship game that, you know, is still looming large in their in their view screen, right? I mean, that's that's, and I don't mean the coming the one coming up. I mean the one behind them. That that still is sort of the impetus for everything that happened afterwards. And it it's a really kind of neat point you're making that that the guys that are new here that didn't experience that have sort of experienced it, you know, yeah. through their through their close teammates. Yeah. I think it, it's a reflection of a team that came within a coin flip of getting to the Super Bowl and they feel like got better. And I would agree, like at least on paper, that they got better. I mean, that, I think that's what it is. And it's also like, you think about this, like, I know this isn't how games are won, but like just high-end talent, the Chiefs might have the most in the AFC. You know, like when you talk about like Mahomes and Mitchell Schwartz and Travis Kelsey might be the best at their positions. And then there's also, you know, Tyreek Hill, there's Tyron Matthew, there's Chris Jones, there's Frank Clark, I mean, that's a lot of studs. That's a lot of guys that can win a game for you right right off the top. I think, you know, like their confidence, we've seen like unfounded confidence in, yes. in the Chiefs and, and yes. many like every team um around the league, around all sports. But th- this is founded confidence? I don't, yes, I like that. <laughs> I don't have as much confidence in my founded. wording there. But uh yeah, something like that. Or convicted. No, that means something different. Conviction, confident. Well, I don't know. They should be confident. Somebody else do the words. <laughs> I, I think what, what my biggest takeaway from this game is the Chiefs are trending up. You know, this is, a, yeah. this is a theme that we've been saying for maybe the last three weeks, four weeks. But now that we're in the month of December, three games left in the regular season, they are trending up. Their arch rival in the AFC, the Patriots, even though they're 10-3, and three, I think they're trending down. Uh, 16 points today, guys. This is the third time out of the last four games that the mighty New England Patriots have failed to score 20 or more points. That's, that's, not, a, that's not the output, the production that you expect from a Super Bowl champion. And so that for me, the Chiefs are trending up. The Patriots are trending down. I think if they meet again in the postseason, the Chiefs should win this game. And I'll, I, I will be remiss if I don't give Sam McDowell here props because on Thursday at the wait, Big wait, O wait, Tires. Wait, let me get my recorder on. <laughs> <laughs> At our show at the Big O Tires, the five of us on the panel, four of us picked the Patriots to win this game. Sam That's McDowell right. was the only one right. who said the Patriots, or excuse me, the Chiefs would win. That's right. Never why did you have that confidence? Never would have mentioned it myself, but thanks for bringing <laughs> <up>. <laughs> But why the confidence? It's, it's kind of what I said after the game. It's, it's more about where the Patriots are than where the Chiefs are because the Chiefs, I, I think, offensively have a, a, a few more concerns than – what we all expected going into the season, even a month ago when Mahomes was out, I, I think we thought when Mahomes came back, everything would be cured. But the the Patriots just their their schedule. They anytime they faced a tough team, they've struggled. I mean, they're 0 three now against the against AFC playoff team. Or I guess the Bills. So they're they're one and three. They're going to play the Bills next week, though. And I don't think that's a gimme for them even. In so. two weeks. Yeah. In, in two weeks. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that's a game that could decide whether the Chiefs play in the wild card round. Correct. Yep. 
But the other thing is that the Chiefs need to keep that three seed at this point because you look at the matchups and you'd rather play here again than have to go to Baltimore if you're the four seed and win that first game and have to go on the road. Should we be concerned with three games left in the regular season? How, how much concern should we be about Patrick Mahomes' injury? For, for he hurt his hand. Uh, Coach Andy Reese said he was going in for x-rays, but do we worry about the golden hand? I think so, yeah. be specifically because he acknowledged it affected him. And how many times did all of us ask him about his ankle? And it was, oh, it's no big deal. Oh, you know, I, I can still do every, everything I could do. Same with the knee when he comes back. And I think we're seeing his pocket presence is different since he came back with the knee. I don't see him hitching up as much in the pocket. It, it seems to be bailing a lot more, which we, we talked about during the week. But he acknowledged this was an issue, which tells me it actually was an issue. And Andy Reid said he could even tell by looking at him he wasn't gripping the ball correctly. And he said in his post game that he wasn't throwing the deep ball because of that. And then, you know, I asked him a follow-up. I, I said, just to be clear, you weren't throwing specifically because of your hand? And he said, well, that and the, the Patriots were playing too deep. But I still felt like the backtrack was a result of realizing that he had, had acknowledged that there were some things he, he, he couldn't do today. Vahe, you've been pretty vocal about the injuries. How should the Chiefs approach this with, with Patrick Mahomes yet again? Well, look, I, I probably borrow this term from Sam Mellinger about uh, the idea that um, bubble wrap would be appropriate in, in all phases <laughs> of Patrick's life. You know, one of those sumo <laughs> costumes that they blow up, you know, just, just something cryo chamber. But I, I think without, the thing is we never, other than our, with our Twitter medical degrees, we don't, we don't really know what these injuries are. Right, and so at a certain point, um, I'm persuaded that the Chiefs understand that, that they literally and figuratively could not have more invested, soon will, will not have the ability to have more invested in Patrick Mahomes than they do. And obviously, it's the long term they have to think about. And, and I can't imagine they would um, jeopardize anything, right? So then it's a matter, do they get proper communication and examination of Patrick and really understand what's there. I guess as we understand it, Patrick did have an x-ray. Do we understand the results of said x-ray? I don't know. No, no, we, no we don't. So um, I guess let's just see. I, I, but I, look, I assume they'd be responsible. Um, it's an interesting question about Patrick, how badly he wants to play, how much flexibility he has in what happens or doesn't happen. But I think, I think Patrick's enough of a team player that he understands, you know, he can't can't put the team in a bad spot or, you know, put himself in a spot where he's going to be uh, at risk for playing, being able to play when he needs to play most. Hypothetical, well, not necessarily a hypothetical question, but a blunt question, because I know like Sam, you like the blunt type stuff, and I'm going to ask you bluntly here. <laughs> He was saying, Talk you know, questions. <laughs> he did not want to come out of the game. But to Vahe's yeah, point, to, to Vahe's point where he says he, he, might, he doesn't want to hurt the team, did he hurt the team today because he didn't want to come out of the game? And, and as, as Sam here mentioned, he wasn't throwing deep or he, it, it did affect his ability to throw the ball. Um, Matt uh oh. Moore, Matt, well, <laughs> the, the, the reason I'm thinking about it is that Matt Moore was pretty effective. Mm -hmm. uh, when, when we saw him uh, in the two and a half or two and five eights or whatever games that, that he played. Uh, but no, I, I think if, if Patrick Mahomes is, is breathing and has like four workable limbs, I think he's your best option. But I understand where you're coming from. Like, I, I think where he hurts the team is if he 
<laughs> you know, does stuff like dives for a first down or whatever that was in a preseason game against the Bengals. You know, like uh, he's got to just stay healthy. I, I think what, if he's going to hurt the team, it's going to be putting himself in unnecessarily bot- unnecessary bodily harm risk. And and I don't think I think he was just trying to play through it. Yeah, he said he's not. He said in his post game he's not coming out unless he's being told but to come out. I, I do think this, like, I, this may be underline your point of, <laughs> I was just watching The Irishman, you know, the movie on, on Netflix, yeah, and no, it's kind of like a no mob, mob movie, and, <laughs> you know, the, yeah, no spoilers, but one line in there that uh, De Niro says, he says, like, when somebody tells you they're a little concerned, that means they're a lot concerned. And if, if Patrick Mahomes is saying, like, it affected him a little bit, it probably affected him more than, than what he's putting on. So, I don't know, like, assuming the x-ray is negative, you know, because he played through it. Um, I don't know what a week can do if if it if it's if it's healthy let let him go but um, you need that guy you need your guy. Speaking of some concerns here, the Chiefs special teams they they had some good moments but they also had a bad moment the, the block punt. Yeah, I know Dave told just a couple of weeks ago was saying that special teams hasn't been as good as he would like it to be. What did y'all see out of the block punt? It, to me, it, from where we were sitting, it was just like a fantastic play. Like I don't, four guys had a like shot at, to block. At him. least two guys could have blocked it. Uh, the, like the, the one guy got in the way of the other guy. Yeah. Which and they both came. They came from different spots, right? One came off the edge. One came up right up the, the middle. middle. Yeah, right up the middle. And um, that's problematic. I don't. And I, 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 I guess I don't know if we got a chance to talk to Dustin or James. Um, I, it, it was a little hectic yeah. down there, but I. I, I, th- I think you talked to. Did you talk to James Winchester? I talked to James Winchester, but not about that. Okay. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't go into that. But, I mean, look, you can't have that. That's got to get shored up. I mean, that, that was a play that changed the, the trajectory of this game. I mean, the game, game was pretty much won at that point, yeah. You know, I know some people at this table might have started typing their game story. Me. In a certain, <laughs> in a certain direction. So It wasn't just that. Though. I mean, the Chiefs, like... They were sloppy. Like between that, yeah, yeah, and you know Travis Kelsey catching a pass for a first down and then running yeah. behind the sticks and, and look at fumbling. The, look at the penalties they had today. And I, I know this crowd was booing the entire game, um, but it was like eight penalties for like 130 yards or something yeah, like that. Ten for yeah, ten. Okay, ten, 10 for 136. 136. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 136 yards and and penalties. They were sloppy. They, they were there were missed passes by the quarterback. There were balls that should have been caught that weren't. Um, you know, it, it was sloppy. I did think the the offensive line was pretty good. Am I am I wrong? About I thought that? So I, too. I thought the line yeah. was pretty good. Because um, that so hurt. That was a that was a major factor in last year's both both of yeah, last year's matches. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, there's too much sloppiness. I tell you, a thing that I'm wondering about is Sammy Watkins. I, I he's been remarkably inconsistent, and mm-hmm. I that first play, first pass of the game. I mean, it wasn't a perfect pass, but it's like you're a professional athlete. I think you need to catch it and. I think we observed several times where he didn't feel like he was finishing plays. No, I didn't think so at all. They, I mean, yeah, that, that, that pass early just looked like a statue, like hit him in the arm. It was thrown behind him, but yeah. make an effort. There, there was another play where um, he got held by Gilmore on a, I think it was a third down, a third and short. He ran a little slant. Yeah, Gil, yeah he was Gilmore held. had he his left yeah. arm, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you can't fault yeah. the guy for that. Um, another missed call. But the officials had a really bad day. They did have a bad day. They had a bad day. Both ways, the officials were just awful today. How many flags did they pick up? Three. They had three (laughs) flags where they called it and then just announced that there was was no penalty. Obviously, I mean, Patriots fans are right on those two calls. Like, they should have had a touchdown. Now, both of them were the same drive. 
but they should have had a touchdown twice on that drive. The the pick up uh, when they picked up Travis Kelsey's fumble. Oh Gilmore yeah, could yeah. Have been, Gilmore yeah. could have been gone. Now Tyree Kill was close and pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as if it was Damian Williams cover uh, carrying the football. Yeah, <laughs> but then uh, uh, the guy was never out of the guy was never out of bounds, and they only got a field goal out of that. And then then all of a sudden they're down three, and because they got three points instead of four or instead of seven, they lost out on four points. So they're kicking a field goal at the end of the game to tie it probably there instead. Um, but God, there were a lot of bad calls on on both sides. There I mean, were. Patrick Mahomes got crushed out of bounds on a play yeah. that would have given, been an automatic first down that just mm-hmm. just wasn't called. Yeah. And I yeah. also thought on, on the one where the guy was in bounds and not called out, Tyron Matthew got blatantly blocked in the back on on that play. That it's kind of forgotten. Let's go this route here. You, you mentioned that the special teams is a concern. We we do know that the defense had a phenomenal game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I will say, rebounded after setting consecutive career low in passing yards. But if you had to grade this game, and I know our colleague Blair writes grades, but what would you give this Chiefs win? An A, a B, a C? Let's let's start with you, Sam. And Uh, why? Yeah, I mean, like... (laughs) uh, I mean, the, the initial reaction is an A, because nobody's won in this building in two years. But... You know, I think since the end of last season, I think we've been talking about this season is not about the regular season. This is about can you win a Super Bowl. And I don't think that they can win a Super Bowl playing like that. I think the offense has to be better. Um, They still won. Um, So, you you know, you can't go too low. But I think I'd say a C. Uh, I think think he summed it up extremely well. It's just... If you're grading it purely on how much confidence does this give you and what this team can do at the end of the season, a B maybe, you know, it's mentally like that block that you mentioned of beating the Patriots coming back in here. If you if you do have to do that in January and think you can you can win again, maybe it it does more for you. There's a lingering effect there, but actually how they played, yeah, I mean probably a B. I mean the defense was great, so I, I think they're they're, great. they're carrying the weight on that. It's three games in a row they won because of defense. Yes. Yeah. And look, I'd, I'd go B plus, plus, plus ish. Um, what a homer. Some, somewhere in there. <laughs> I, know, I can't believe it. Uh, you know, this win at New England it was that. But, but no, and, and I, I don't disagree with your reasoning, but I think that the thing I have in mind is that uh, it matters less what we think about this win than what, what, it, it, what fuel it gives this team. And I think you come out of here if you're the Chiefs and. You feel like, all right, first of all, we, we don't have to be afraid of the big, bad Patriots. Now, it's not a playoff game, but I think you come out of here thinking, okay, we, we can hold our own. I think the defense really is on this, on this upward, upward track now where they, they uh, have reason to believe. It's not just they, they do believe, to paraphrase something you said earlier, Sam. Um, and I, 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 the offense has been a little bit out of whack, but I kind of feel like that's going to still work out okay. I don't really get why it's out of whack, but I, I think that these things will, will pick up. Of course, it does depend a little bit on Patrick's condition. Yeah. And what I think... About, what about you? That's what ready to say that. Vahe and Sam give them a B. I'm going to go with Sam Mellinger here. I'm going to say a C plus because we just have not seen a complete game yet. I think every time you come close, I thought the Chiefs were going to be very close this time around, but, but then the block punt, because you can't have those kinds of mistakes because if the Patriots capitalize there and then capitalize again, this is a completely different game, and all of a sudden my gamer is rewritten. Sam always tells me, knock on wood, every time I start writing, but, but 
Yeah. It's a C plus. I think it's a C plus. Yeah, I think it's a C plus. Final thoughts <laughs> from <laughs> Final thoughts from Foxborough. For for me, just it, it's a fine day for the Chiefs, and um, I I feel like they didn't have to win this game, but I I think it 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 restores a little sense of order to what you thought this season might be for them. For me, it's just they they've sort of put a stamp on the fact that they have more than one win to, one way to win a football game now. And That's last year, point. we all knew that they had to outscore people to win football games, and. Now that there's a few different elements, and the teams that win in January don't just rely on one element of the game. That's a hell of a point. Um, I think that uh, I've probably been more um, sort of high on the defense than most people throughout the year, but I would say that I've never been more confident in that defense than I am after this game. I'd also say I've never been more concerned about the offense, and specifically Patrick Mahomes. I, I just think that the hand throws you know sort of a new wrinkle into all of this like before it's been it's been knee and ankle and it's been stepping into throws and stuff like that but the hand you know throwing hand uh, you know that that raises the concern to another level I'm really interested to see what they say about about that going forward this week that's a good point on Patrick Mahomes' hand and probably something that we're going to be watching very very closely in the coming week Look, my final thoughts here from Foxborough, I think if you circled this game when the regular season schedule came out, you did not come away disappointed because yeah. this game was everything we thought it would be between two NFL heavyweights going toe-to-toe and the Chiefs came out victorious. Coming up next for the Chiefs, the Denver Broncos and Drew Locke, who is on fire for the Denver Broncos, big win. They win, yes, they did win, right, against the Houston yeah, Texans? Yeah, you yeah. should fly out there. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, somebody <laughs> should fly out there in the coming days here and talk to Drew Locke, a Kansas City native, who will be at Arrowhead Stadium next Sunday when the Chiefs host the Denver Broncos. But for now, from Foxborough at Gillette Stadium with the A-Team with Sam Mellinger, Sam McDowell, and Vahe Gregorian, I am Herbie Teope, and we will see y'all Thursday at Big O' Tires. Thanks to star photographer Jill Toyshiba for her work on the Facebook Live and to Derek Donovan for producing the podcast. We'll be back on Tuesday for another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City on a daily basis. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sports Beat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star please visit kansascity.com slash sportsbeatkcoffer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.